0: eight 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 three five two four one four this is blogging with Leslie Hello 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 and welcome to another episode of in today's episode, episode 328, I'm going to be talking about how to choose a profitable blogging niche. Now, let me ask you a few questions. Are you struggling to choose that perfect blog topic, the one that's just right for you? Do you have, a, do you already have a topic but feel like you're missing a crucial element? Maybe you've even been blogging for a while and even had some success but find yourself wondering if your topic is the right one for you? Well, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing three specific steps that you can take right now to not just choose the perfect topic, but also to drill down, do the analysis to determine if you need to pivot a little or even a lot. This is the question that keeps coming up in my email exchanges with members of my coaching club. So I talk. I I just attack it head on with a comprehensive episode covering how to choose a profitable blogging niche. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I just realized that Choose a profitable blogging niche. It's kind of hard to say really fast when you're listening to music and you're jumping around on your your chair and trying to get a podcast going. (laughs) But anyhow, how are you doing? I hope you are having a fantastic week so far. And if you're not, I hope that my cheery voice is going to bring at least a little bit of a smile to your face. Because that's what I want to do. I want to bring a smile to your face in addition to providing you uh, with a ton of value. And today we are going to be talking about choosing that profitable blogging niche. Say that like five times really quickly and see how it works out for you. Anyhow, that's what we're going to be talking about. I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by... I can't even speak. What is going on with my speech? It's brought to you by the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. If you're trying to get your blog going, you're trying to get stuff going, and you want to have an impact on the world while building a blogging business, the coaching club is something you need to check out. Bloggercoaching.com Anyhow, let's talk about this this topic, because you know what? One of the emails, I, I just got an email like this a few days ago uh, with someone that, you know, they they really are excited about this blogging thing and they want to get it going, they're seeing people having some success with blogs, uh, but they just don't feel like they can come up with a topic. And it's a huge struggle for them. Actually, i I. I in the last week, I've gotten about three emails along the same lines. How do I choose the topic that is right for me? And, and, you know, because whenever I start getting questions over and over, I think to myself, you know what? I need to create content specifically addressing the, those questions. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. So we're going to dive. This is going to be like the complete guide to choosing your blog topic. All right? You ready for it? Now, you may be thinking, well, Leslie, man, I already got a topic. Uh, should I even listen to this episode? You know what? I, I think you still should because there are some things that maybe you have not considered that can help you as you grow your blog, as you grow your business. Now, I don't want this, especially if you're someone that's just starting out, I don't want this to hold you back. So let's, let's, let's get into it. And, and first, I want to talk about some of the big mistakes that I see people making when it comes to choosing a blogging niche. All right? So, mistake number one. Mistake number one is they choose passion without profit. Now, <laughs> you know, I am someone that is all about passion. I love passion when someone can build a business around something that they're passionate about. That's what I have done. Because, And, you know, for me, it gives me energy. I'm I'm excited to wake up in the morning. I'm excited to record these podcast episodes. I'm excited to create blog content and to to put stuff out there to help you. This is a topic that I am extremely passionate about. But if you are passionate about a a topic uh, that people aren't willing to spend money on, You know, it's fine. You could still do a blog on that, but if you're trying to do it as a business, you are going down the wrong path. Choosing passion without profit is not smart. All right? Not if you're trying to build a business. I don't care how how much you're excited about, let's see, getting free stuff, as an example. Um, I don't know that that's something that I would try to build a business around. Why? Well, because... It's about getting free stuff. Nobody wants to pay (laughs) if that's what they're looking for. Um, So I, I highly recommend not choosing a business just out of passion. There has to be some kind of a profit motive behind it if you're trying to build a business. Number two, choosing profit without passion. Oh, man. So this is the exact opposite, right? People know that there's so much money to be made in a specific niche, whether it's health and fitness or whether it's making money online. And they they, they start creating that content and they put it out there, but because there's no passion behind it, they get burnt out soon after starting and they just can't keep going. Or they they come to a place where it's like, man, I have no more ideas of what kind of content to create because this is not something that I care about. This is just as bad. And it's a recipe for disaster. You want to be passionate about the topic that you are building a blog around, building a business around, if you are trying to go about it from the way the the the, the perspective that I teach. All right? So choosing profit without passion, that's a no-no. Uh, number three, and this is a very, very common one: choosing niches that are too broad. Now, I understand you are. You may be passionate about a bunch of things and you want to make sure that you are as inclusive as possible so that you're not, you know, in one small box and so on. But you know what? Uh, if you want to start a blog, let's say, about just politics in general or Christianity for everyone, um, <laughs> while those are, you know, hot topics... They're so broad that what ends up happening is it becomes impossible to stand out. And that's not what you want. Uh, Because without the ability to stand out, you're you're basically setting yourself up for failure. You're you're not going to be able. It's going to be way, way harder to gain traction. And ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody, got, nobody got time to be creating uh, content for some broad topic that they are never going to get exposure for. Or they're never going to be able to build an audience and provide them with value. Niches that are too broad don't work well for you. And number four, choosing niches that are just too narrow, you see how I did this? I I gave you two opposites. You know, profit without passion, passion without profits. Uh, niche niches that are too broad, and now niches are too narrow. If I mean, I'm all about niching down and getting as focused as you can. But if you go too small, too narrow. Uh, your post- your potential audience size can be too small now this is not a huge problem if that small audience is willing to spend a ton of money um you can still build a successful business but in most cases if you go too narrow there just might not be enough buyers to make your business sustainable so passion without profit bad profit without passion just as bad niches that are too broad bad niches that are way too narrow also bad so the question then becomes how do you, what's the perfect niche now there are some people that just kind of stumble onto uh the, what what I would consider the perfect n- niche for them but i think there's a recipe that you can follow And there are steps that you can take to choose one that makes sense for you so that you can build that audience of raving fans so that you can turn it into a business and enjoy what you do. Now, this is how I would describe the perfect niche. You ready for this? Here we go, here we go, and you can, you can kind of already guess what I, I, I would consider uh, the, the perfect niche, and that is number one, you are passionate about the topic. You know, when I started my biology blog, I was passionate about biology. Biology was something that excited me. It, Quite frankly, it's still something that excites me. Uh, yesterday, my son was reading this. Well, he was looking at this book that had, um, he was looking at the digestive system. And then he, I, I didn't even know we had the book. It's kind of like a book that has like a, um, uh, Cartoon characters and it's looking at the systems in the body, and he showed it to me when I was about to come to work, and I was kind of late for starting. And when he showed it to me, and he said, "Daddy, what is this?" I was kind of like, "Oh, well, let me tell you what this is." And then we spent like 30 minutes. I was already late for work, but we spent 30 minutes talking about the, the parts of the digestive system. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that excites me. the perfect niche for you, number one, is something that you're passionate about. Number two, there are a lot of other people in the world that are passionate about that topic as well. It's not just you. You are not the only person (laughs) that's passionate about that. There has to be enough people who are passionate about that topic as well. Number three, it is not too competitive. Now, competition is not a bad thing competition gives validation that you know what this is something that you can build a business around um but in in some cases it can become too competitive that's when you you know in especially when you're going too broad right you want to start a blog about internet marketing whoa if you want to do that man it's going to be really hard to start stand out okay so it can't be too competitive and number 4 There's a big problem that needs solving. And not just that, people are willing to pay for a solution to that problem. So that's how I would describe uh, the, the perfect niche my niche, what I talk about right now, helping people like you start and grow profitable blogging businesses around their passion. This is something that I'm passionate about. Uh, there are a lot of people passionate about the topic as well. It is competitive, but quite frankly, I don't consider it to be uh, too competitive, especially when you come at it from the approach that I come at it from. Um, and is there a big problem that needs solving? Absolutely, there's there's a technological barrier, there's the, there's the, 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 the how do you even go about doing this? How do you choose a niche? I mean, there are so many problems (laughs) that I can help you solve that this ends up being the perfect niche for me. So now the question still remains, how in the world (laughs) do you find that perfect niche? All right, so I got you covered. That's what this episode is about. That's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about. Step number one, uh, this should be no surprise to you Step number one is uncover your passions. Now, don't worry if if you're driving in your car or whatever the case might be. Listen, uh, I've taken the notes for you, uh, right? There's a very detailed article that goes along with this, and you can get to it at becomeablogger.com slash 328. I spent... A lot of time putting this together uh, just so that it can be as valuable to you as possible. And you will notice that all of the posts from here on out are going to be even more detailed than in the past. So step number one, uncover your passions. This is where it all begins. Because, hey, if you're going to spend, no, no. It takes a lot of work to build A successful blog and to build a successful business and if you're going to spend a ton of time doing this over the long haul this thing better be something that you're passionate about at least i highly recommend for it to be something that you're passionate about now you may be thinking but leslie i i I don't know what i'm passionate about this is why i'm sending you this email this is why i'm listening to this podcast okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few questions that you can ask, and what I recommend for you to do is pull out a pen and paper or an Evernote file, a Microsoft Word file, Google Docs. I don't care what whatever works best for you, and answer these questions. Number one, what do you enjoy doing? Like like what what makes you Feel good. You're excited when you are doing this. Now, I, I, this is going to be just the starting point, but it's a very, very important starting point. Um, i it it, 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 I like to do this when, when I'm think, when I'm going through these kinds of exercises. I like to get away, honestly, go to a quiet place, um, maybe in preferably out in nature. Go to a park, go to somewhere that you can you can kind of withdraw from from everything else that's going on and just have some focused time to start brainstorming. Just what do you enjoy doing? Another question. What what would you do for free? Like if if you had like an endless supply of money. Money was not M- money is not an, a, 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 a problem, all right? Your bills are paid. You, you have all the money to do all the things in the world. What would you actually continue doing? Um, would you stay in the job that you're, you're, you're working at right now? Uh, would you go back to that thing that you used to love doing? Like, what, what would you be doing? What would your day look like if money were not an issue? Question number three, and this one is actually very insightful. What do people often ask you for help with? Are you that guy or that girl that people are always asking you, um, you know, for design help? Are are people are always asking you to to write something for them? Do you like me? Are you a, like one of those science nerds that people are always asking you um, for help in biology? What what do you help people with? You know, I remember uh, back in high school, uh, I I wasn't the best student back in high school, uh, but. The sciences really came easy to me. And I remember I used to take a group of students uh, to the library, and we would be studying biology together. And, well, quite frankly, I would just be teaching them biology and chemistry and these different um, science topics, physics and so on. This was something that I, if I think back to my younger ages, there were signs that this was something that i really enjoyed or that i was really good at and 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 i could remember just sit, standing in front of them and just sharing with them this is how the cell works and this is how the, the muscles work and all those kinds of stuff now so but by now you should be noticing you know after you go through these activities that there are certain things that maybe are starting to stand out here's what i want you to do I want you to, you know, you have this long list. You went out in the park or out in a quiet place and you've started brainstorming. I want you to choose three. And I don't want you to to take too long to choose these three. I want you to just choose three quickly, your top three. Now, what I find is at this stage, if you really start overthinking things, you're going to stray away from the true answer. I want you to go for your gut. Okay, you have this list of 10 things, or 15 things, or five things, or whatever. Just choose the first top, the first three that comes to mind. And those first three that come to mind, I want you to use this as we go on to the next stage. All right? You with me so far? Man, you know what I would love, honestly? I would love for you to go through this and then come back and share with me how this activity went for you, this entire thing that we're going to be talking about. um, That would be great. Becomeablogger.com slash 328. All right, so number one, uncover your passions. Step number two. Are you ready for step number two? Step number two is this. Do your research. All right, we we, we want to do some research. Now that we have your top three passions, it is time to dig a little deeper. All right, I remember there's a song we used to sing, dig a little deeper in God's love. Sorry, that is so unrelated to the topic, but dig a little deeper. just made me think about it. It was an cappella group back in high school. All right, let's just continue. <laughs> All right, so we have our our, our top three passions. We're going to dig a little deeper, and here are the steps for digging a little deeper. Step number one. I should stop saying steps because there are three steps, and this is step number two. So the first thing you're going to do and you're doing your research is do some basic keyword research. Now, keyword research, I must admit, it's not something that I like to do a ton of. Uh, But when it comes to choosing a blog topic, I think it can give you some really good insights. And quite frankly, when it comes to all of your posts, it can give you some really good insight if you take the time to do it. I like to keep it very basic. I know there are all kinds of advanced, fancy tools that are out there, um, but I think you can keep it really simple. What I would do is just use the Google Keyword Planner. Do a, a Google search for Google Keyword Planner, uh, just to see how many you know monthly searches you get for your top passions, um, is it something that people are searching for? Is it something um, that that y- you can tell that there's an interest? Now, whenever I talk about keyword research, or whenever anyone talks about keyword research, uh, people always ask ask like, okay, so specifically, what numbers should I be looking for? Um, and I always hesitate. To, to give these numbers, because I think these numbers change over time, um, number one, but quite frankly, for me at this point, it's not about, hey, okay, so you have you know 5,000 searches, this is the one that you should choose. No, it's more of, hey, we know these top three passions that we have, how do they compare against each other? And maybe you want to try different variations of the 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 phrases that you are working. So, by if you're if you're you know thinking about a biology blog, you may want to search for biology blog in the key uh, Google Keyword Planner or different topics within biology, and just kind of get an idea of you know how uh, are they are they searched a lot or not. Now, what what I'd like to say is. Maybe you sh- you probably shouldn't be considering a niche that has like fewer than a thousand monthly searches. Uh, and of course, higher is better. All right? But the main objective here is more so to see how these three passions that you have compare to each other. All right? Now, uh, the Google Keyword Planner is cool in that not only does it give you the amount of monthly searches, but it also gives you an idea of how stiff the competition is. Um, it also tells you how much people are spending on ads for those particular keywords. So it might say it's high competition, low competition, or the 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 the, uh, the cost per click on average is a dollar and five cents, or ten dollars and sixteen cents, whatever the case might be. Uh, uh, what I'm recommending here is you take your three passions and any reasonable variations of those passions. You put that in the tool and you kind of do some comparison to see how they stack up against each other. So that's the first uh, part of the research. Now, if you want to dig a little deeper into keyword research, there are a bunch of more advanced keyword research tools. One that I've heard a lot of good things about is Long Tail Pro. I don't use it, but I know a lot of smart people that use it and <laughs> they recommend it. So I'm recommending it based on their recommendation. Don't come to me and say, hey, how do I use this? In the-? No, I don't use it. Um, but if keyword research is something that you want to do a lot of, I would recommend checking into one of those, most, th- those more advanced tools. All right, so we're doing our research. We are um, uh, doing some basic keyword research. The second thing in here is, in the research phase, you want to analyze your competition. All right? Uh, so you've already started getting some hints about your competition, even in the Google Keyword Planner. Uh, it's te- Now, I didn't mention this, but just do a Google search for Google Keyword Planner, and the, f- the first result is going to be the link to it. It's a long URL, um, but... Uh, That's an easy way to find it. That's how I find it each and every time. Uh, And it's already giving you some information about how strong your competition is. But I want you to go more in detail here. I want you to do a more detailed analysis. So go to Google, and I want you to search for your niche plus blog. So for me, it would be biology blog blog. Um, or uh, uh, blogs about blogging, or for you it could be cooking blog, or a uh, uh, vegan recipe blogs, a gr- vegan recipe for Crossfitters blog, whatever the case might be. Um, do some search searches to find like the the top ten blogs, um, and a- a- answer the following questions about these blogs. Number one, what are they doing well? Like, what what do you see on these blogs, and you, that that you can take away and say, you know what, that that is a cool idea. I like how they're doing this. Uh, but number two, what are they not doing well? What are they doing poorly? All right, you want to know, hey, what are some of the shortcomings there? This is gonna help you as you decide on, you know, some of the things that you're gonna do with your blog, some of the content that you're gonna create, all of that good stuff. And number three, what can you offer that's slightly different or even better? Another example here, with my biology blog again, um, when I started my biology blog, I did this kind of an activity, and I, I checked out a bunch of the top blogs in the space, and I noticed that, you know, there was a lot of great content out there, but a lot of it was just boring long research articles and and I wanted to do something different. I didn't see any blogs out there where the the the, the creator is uh, making you know, these short kind of fun videos explaining complicated topics in physiology and, and, and anatomy and neuroscience and those types of things, and I thought, hey, that's something that I could do a little different because if you could do something a little different or even better, it'll make it easier for you to stand out. So I want you to answer these questions. It's very basic. What are they doing well? Where can they improve? And like, what are they doing poorly? And what can you offer that's slightly different? All right. Analyze your competition. So do some basic keyword research. We're still in the research phase. Analyze your competition. Then search what I like to call the everything store. <laughs> you know, you know the store I'm you know the store I'm talking about. It's the one that we go to all the time to buy stuff. Maybe it's just me, but I'm pretty sure it's not just me. Amazon. Oh man. So one of the things that I like to do um in Amazon is to search the Kindle store for those specific topics. Now, there are a number of reasons for this. It tells you if people are creating and selling digital content. All right, It gives you an idea of whether people are willing to spend money for digital information in that niche. Now, this is not a, you know, if Amazon doesn't have um, content on it, there's no Kindle books on it. That doesn't mean you can't do it. But once again, we're just trying to analyze our top three topics to see how they compare to one another. All right. Um, Now, if you find tons of Kindle books in there with a a decent number of reviews, uh, this is a good sign. This is this is good information that's telling you, hey, people are spending money um, on these eBooks on Amazon and on these Kindle books. Now, if you don't, I don't want you to worry. Don't panic and say, oh no, there's no Kindle books on vegan food for CrossFitters and blah blah. No, don't worry. Remember, this is just information that you're going to use to make an educated decision when it's all said and done. All right? Okay, I also want you to check not just the Kindle, but what what kinds of physical products do they have for sale that are targeting the kind of people that you are trying to target, people that are interested in your niche? All right? Now, this why this is a good idea is because it's going to give you Uh, some information about options for monetization in the future. Maybe you're going to be recommending specific products. Maybe you are uh, teaching uh crossfitters how to cook meals uh and cook visa- vegan recipes and their specific utensils and tools and stuff that you use in the kitchen uh that they're gonna need it 's a good idea to have an i uh, ha- it's it's good to have an idea it's a good idea to have an idea <laughs> it's good to have an idea of what's out there that you can potentially promote and make some money so Head on over to Amazon, do some searches, see what's out there, compare your three niches. You know, if you see that, hey, I have these three niches and I'm really passionate about all three, but this one over here has so many products and it's selling so much, that's an indication that, hey, maybe this is maybe this is the one that I want to focus my time on because I know that there are lots of op- the options for monetization, all right? Now, we're not done with the research. This, this research part here, step number two, is the biggest part because I want, I want to make sure that you are making the right decision for you. So the next thing we're going to do in this research phase is we're going to check out the social activity. Now, for this next stop, I want to take you over to the king of the social media jungle. You know, the undefeated champion of the West, of the West? What am I talking about? The undefeated champion, as of right now, Facebook. So here's what I want you to do. Go to Facebook, and I want you to search for pages and groups in your niche, all right? Look for biology uh, Facebook groups, physiology Facebook groups, CrossFit Facebook groups, CrossFit dieting Facebook groups, whatever. Why am I stuck on this? Oh, I know I'm stuck on CrossFit. I went yesterday and I hurt my back a little bit. Sad story, right? <laughs> Anyhow, I'm fine. Don't worry. Um, but I could feel my back right now. I could feel a little bit of pain. Anyhow, uh, if you if you're able to find pages... Check them out as well. Are there very popular pages? Are there very popular groups? Are there many of those pages? Are there many of those groups? Uh, and for the groups, join a few and browse around. How active are those groups? This is gonna give you an idea of how, how much people engage on social media around those topics. Are people engaging in lots of discussions on social media? That's a strong indication. It's one of the things that you can use to decide on, how, uh, on whether, you know, how, how these niches compare to each other, and it gives you an idea of how well your niche does on social media. Uh, and of course, social media is a great way to potentially get your content out there to the masses relatively quickly, so this kind of data is great. All righty. So check out the social activities. Now what is your goal from this research once again? Um, you're probably thinking, but Leslie, you, you didn't give me numbers. You spoke about Facebook groups. You spoke about you know, uh, uh, your Facebook pages and if they have a lot of likes and if there are a bunch of groups and yada, yada, yada. But you didn't give me specific numbers, Leslie. Come on. No, I didn't. I didn't give you specific, specific numbers. And even when I did give you a number, I kind of hesitated to give you that number, right? Um, because here's the thing. For me, uh, this is my confession. This is my confession. Okay, I'm just going to stop. Uh, my confession is this, I hate keyword research. I don't like it. Um, I, I I I I it's not enjoyable for me. But here's here's the good news, right? You don't have to love it to do it. Number 1. And you don't need a ton of it to build a successful blog. Most of honestly, most of the people that I know that have very successful blogs they didn't do a ton of research. They just started blogging. But what I want to do is I want to give you an edge. Now, the goal for this research, once again, is you want to be able to compare your top three topics, your top three niches. How do they stack up against each other? Now, when you do all of these things, you may find that, hey, there's one that, hey, this really stands out. And if so, You choose that one, all right? Because we got to move on to the next step. Now, if you find that you did this research and they're all just pretty good, I mean, they're all really solid. They have lots of activity on social media. There are a lot of people buying tons of stuff, digital and physical products, and, and the keyword research looks good. There's not too much competition, but it's it's competitive enough that you know people are interested in it. How do you choose? Well, there's a, a very famous strategy. Um, it's it's very complicated, and it's called any meeny miny mo. <laughs> Just choose one. All right because step number 3 is choose one and drill down. Choose one and drill down. Yeah, that's it. Just just make a choice because we still have some more work to do. Yeah, okay, you know you're interested in biology, you know you're you're interested in blogging, we know you're interested in vegan recipes for crossfitters. Um uh, uh but at this stage you're most likely Gonna have like a, a general topic, a broad topic. Um, when I did this activity, I ended up with a topic that was biology and blogging. Um, for you, it may be sewing, or it may be interior decorating, or even woodworking. And these are great topics, but they're not narrow enough to build a significant blog these days. You know why? Because Blogging has been around for a while now. It's pretty developed. There are tons of blogs out there. And if you're not focused on a specific audience, it's going to be really hard to stand out, as I mentioned. So I want to help you narrow down. You want to be able to specialize in a specific topic to help a specific person reach a specific result. Does that make sense? That's what you want to do. I'm going to say that again. You want to specialize in a specific topic to help a specific person reach a specific result. So here's, here are some questions that are going to help you narrow down once you have your general topic. Number one, what specific aspect of that topic are you interested in? So maybe, like me, you are interested in biology, and biology... Quite frankly, yeah, there's general biology, but it's really it's it's a diverse topic that have it has all kinds of subtopics. I mean, you can go to cell biology, you can go parasitology, physiology, molecular biology, high school biology, advanced biology. I mean, there's so many aspects of biology. What specific aspect do you want to focus on? What do you want to specialize in? Now, for me. I chose human physiology when I was starting my biology blog. Now, why did I choose that? Because that was the, the, the subtopic that I was most interested in. When I, when I took my first physiology class is when everything changed for me because I remember sitting in my lecture and, and the professor, Dr. Stout, was talking about the neuron and he was describing the structure and the complexity and how the neurotransmitters worked and how the action potential happened. And, I'm, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, whoa, all of that is happening inside of me? Inside of this one little neuron, and my passion was awakened right there in that seat, in the science complex, in the biology department, on the ground floor. I can remember it. I could remember the slide and the picture that was up on the screen, and how Dr. Stout would walk from the left to the right because it was something that I was passionate about, so what specific aspect are you most passionate about? Or do you want to focus on? So that's the first question, what specific aspect? Number two, who are you targeting? Now this is, I think this is one of the best ways to narrow down your niche. You just choose a very specific demographic. So instead of just teaching biology to anyone, I chose biology, I mean, human physiology specific for specifically for upper level college biology students. And you know what? when they found my content, and this is the key, when they found my content, they knew that that content was for them. Um, uh, next week we're gonna uh, I have an interview that's coming out with Bella Vasta, and she teaches online marketing and business uh, for business owners, but not just for all business owners. She focuses specifically on pet businesses. <laughs> and Now, all of a sudden, you're not just another person blogging about, you know, online marketing and social media and blogging. No, it's for pet businesses. And if, if I'm running a pet business and I find her blog, I know it is for me. It is unique in that it is targeted specifically to a specific audience. I, I'm saying specific a whole lot here, am I not? Uh, there's a member in my Become a Blogger coaching club right now that is focusing on woodworking. But not just woodworking, he is targeting homeschool parents that want to teach their kids on woodworking. Homeschool fathers that want to teach their kids woodworking. Do you get the point? Now, when a homeschooling father that's interested in work, woodworking finds out about that, they're going to want to check out the stuff that he has. I am considering um, homeschooling my kids right now, and Noah has been asking about making a, a, a wooden boat that he could put in water, and he's asking about it like almost every few days now. This morning, not this morning, yesterday morning, he asked me, are we going to make the boat so when I saw that this guy was starting this blog, I subscribed immediately <laughs> because I, I wanted to find out more about this. Who are you targeting? Next question. What specific problem are you helping them solve? Now, I'm gonna give you a secret right now and this secret is gonna be the key to your success. Okay, wait, it's, it's not really a secret. Um, I was wrong. Everybody knows about it, but nobody's doing it. So maybe it is a secret, all right? Here's a secret. You ready for it? People will spend money to solve problems. Don't tell anyone it's a secret. (laughs) So what I need you to do is identify a problem. What problem, what specific problem are you going to help your target audience solve? Now, how do you determine the problem? Well, you've done a bunch of research by now because you followed the steps. You didn't jump all the way to the steps. No, you did your keyword research. You checked out the Facebook groups. You've seen what people were asking. You've done all that work. Now, for me, it was simple. My target audience, quite frankly, they just couldn't understand their professors. Their professors stood in front of them and started using complicated language. It sounded like it was a different language, and they're like, what in the world are you talking about? I don't understand anything. I'm failing my class. <laughs> that is a problem because they are trying to absorb all these complicated topics, and they don't understand their professors. So as a result, they struggle in those physiology classes, and you know what? Leslie comes in to the rescue, and I simplify these topics for them to understand What specific problems are you helping them solve? And the last question, what result will you help them achieve? Now, if you're helping them solve a specific, if you're helping, if you have a specific topic for a specific audience, solving a specific problem, there's going to be a specific result. What will that result be? Uh, this is something that I want you to be very clear on because this right here is going to help you determine everything. It's going to help you in everything that you do. In my case, it's very simple. I want to help those students pass their physiology classes. I, 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 even better, I want to help these students get A's. Does that sound pretty clear to you? Does it sound pretty specific to you? What is that going to be for your blog? So we've gone through the three steps. Number one, we uncovered our passions. We chose our top three. Number two, we did our research. Uh, number three, we chose one and we drilled down. And now we want to come up with a summary statement. And that summary statement, when, it all set, when it's all said and done, it's going to look something like this. My niche is blank. I help blank do or achieve blank so that they can blank. All right, so for me, I'll tell you what this is. My niche is biology, but specifically physiology. I help upper-level college biology students Understand, so I didn't say do or achieve, but you know, you could have do or achieve for me. It's understand complicated topics in physiology so that they can get an A in their human physiology class. It's that simple. What is your summary statement? And I want to know. I really want to know. After you've done all this work, I don't care if you're listening to this in 2020, 2025, 2030, if this is still around. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But I want you to come back to becomeablogger.com slash 328 and share it in the comments right there. So let me give you the three steps. Step number one, uncover your passions. Make your list and narrow it down to three. Step number two, do your research. A combination of Google Keyword Planner, Amazon, and social media, just do your research. Uh, number three, choose one, drill down, and create your summary statement. We've got lot of great, lots of great stuff coming your way, and next week, we're going to be talking about how to use a blog to promote an offline business with Bella Vasta, one of the members of my blogger dream team mastermind and we're going to talk about how she went from a failing pet sitting business living with her parents to using a blog to grow that business and then sell it for six figures. Now whether you have an offline business or not, you're going to get some practical steps that can help you take your blog to the next level. So I'm excited. Come back next week. This was episode 328. I hope you got value from it. You can visit becomeablogger.com slash 328 and if you miss anything, it'll all be there. And of course, I have one simple call to action for you today. If you want to take your blogging business to the next level, you want to be coached by me, I want to invite you to check out my Become a Blogger coaching club. The coaching club is unlike any other blog training program out there because in addition to all the great training I have on how to build a business with a blog, you also get direct access to me to answer your most pressing questions. If there's anything you're struggling with related to starting or growing your blogging business, you can ask me and I will respond with a video explaining or showing you exactly what to do screen by screen. Head on over to bloggercoaching.com. That's bloggercoaching.com. Woo! That's pretty much it. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.